G'day partners and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. This week we are talking Group 1 Winx Stakes Day at Royal Randwick punters. Uh, big fat 10 car, 10 race card uh, there at Randwick on Saturday and I'm already stumbling over my words. I'll bring in uh, the fish man. Fish, how are you going? G'day Jack punters. I uh, hope everyone's going well. Yeah, I always get excited mate, especially when I hear the word Winx. She was an all-time <laughs> legend so... Anyway, yeah, group racing in Sydney this weekend, which is uh, my neck of the woods. So I'm very excited and keen to talk through it with you. Absolutely, mate. Uh, like I said, up the top runners, there's a, a massive 10 race card coming from Ramwick there. We're going to skip the the highway and the midway. So races one and three, but we'll be covering the other eight races on the card there, punters. Uh, before we get into that fish, we'll do a bit of trash and treasure because I understand you've got some, uh, some pretty good trash and treasure there for us. Yeah, got a little bit of trash there, mate. Um, oh, the big trash for me was just uh, Nashville Wheeler today in the first race at Hawkesbury. Um, he had a horse that was getting pretty well back in, and then he's basically gone to leave the mounting yard. His foot got stuck in the fence, and he sort of jumped jumped off and sat down. And um, he, I heard him say on the audio that he's broken his leg or broke his foot or something. So he's head off to hospital and um, looks as though he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which is disappointing, but. Never like seeing uh, any jockey get injured. And then the other trash we could talk about at all, Arvo, was um, the performance of Billion Dollar Baby yesterday, but we won't crap on too much about that. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll leave that go. What about you, mate? You got any trash before I get into my treasure? Yeah, I got a bit of trash, mate. Uh, Going to start off with Jumbo Ozaki last Saturday at Caulfield, uh, going up against Elephant, who was uh, untried the, uh, the Victorian way of going. Uh, sort of having his Australian debut. Uh, I thought Jumbo had every chance to win there last Saturday and couldn't. A uh, bit of, bit of a, a favourite of mine for a while and one that I've uh, had some set, some success with previously. But Jumbo's in the bin. So is the PB Lawrence form. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that a last start Mildura Cup winner can win. That was a Group 2 from memory over 1,400 metres at Caulfield. And we're now talking about Sierra Sioux for uh, a potential Memsey on Saturday at Caulfield. That's um, that's my trash is the, the PB Lawrence form fish. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree with you there, mate. That was pretty disappointing. And, yeah, I agree. There was a couple of horses there we thought were going to show up, but they didn't. Uh, my treasure is group racing returning to Sydney, obviously. But also just want to give everyone a wrap involved in the industry for keeping horse racing going during this coronavirus thing because – I was just thinking the other day, horse racing is kind of my get out, you know, finish the day at work, get home, I can just dive into the form and I guess I'm just super stoked that they've been able to keep this going. I think for a lot of people as well. And then I was thinking the other day, we're getting very elegant back out here this weekend, hungry heart, heaps of good horses and I just got another bit of a buzz. So super stoked that's kept going and that's going to be my treasure for the week. What about yours, mate? Mate, uh, you touched on mine and I'll get that to get to that in a second. But it's a really good point you make about the work that um, everyone involved in the racing industry uh, has done to keep it going. Uh, as followers of, of a lot of rugby league, you and I see the, um, the media and the stories that come out about players struggling with lockdown and COVID restrictions and things like that. Uh, I've not heard one complaint from a jockey or trainer really about, um, or definitely not to the, to the, the, the size of, of complaint from, from rugby league circles about uh, 
about restrictions. So they've done an incredible job. Like I said, you touched on my treasure. It's the return of Very Elegant. Um, in my time of following Wings, I saw her at the end and I saw her, I was trackside actually at Rose Hill to watch her second last run at, at Rose Hill there before her, uh, her farewell. Um, but my queen of the turf is Very Elegant. She's uh, a horse that I absolutely adore and, and uh, I'm really keen to see her on Saturday. That's my treasure is uh, the return of Very Elegant. Yeah, mate, we're all pretty excited about that. I can't wait to see her. And I think um, in terms of how excited we all get for a horse after Winx was gone, I think the other horse that sort of does that too and the other horse that you want to go to the track and watch and have a good look at in the yard is very elegant. So, I mean, every time I've been to Sydney and she's there every race, you know, there's a few people at the mountain yard, but then very elegant comes out and the whole crowd's there. So, very exciting. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Before we get into this weekend, punters, we're going to have a quick, uh, look at the, the wait for age performance review from uh, last Saturday. So something that we're going to be touching on uh, sort of every week before our preview for the coming weekend. If we go back and look at last weekend, the highest wait for age performance rating that we've got for the weekend was King of Sparta at Kembla Grange uh, at 102.5. Ingratiating was there at 100.2. Uh, General Bow, 98.5. Tiger on Malay was at 97.6. And Generation at 96.7. So three of those horses coming out of that Bain Stakes at Caulfield there, Fish, and uh, a couple that you had made a case for in Kembla Grange there. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't, um, couldn't believe the way that King of Sparta returned, actually, with that big weight. They set a very good tempo there, and I thought, you know, I was happy to lay King of Sparta actually this week, just thinking I didn't think the setup was right first up with that weight, but yeah, it was incredible that performance. And then, uh, like you said, down in Melbourne, the performance of ingratiating as well. So those two certainly come through um, as the big, big efforts for the week. Um, yeah, they were very impressive. Yeah, the style of ingratiating's win and and uh, Damien Oliver barely going for the whip. That was incredible. But um, Stable Stars, Fish, uh, I've got the jockey is Damien Lane and his ride on Elephant. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, Elephant's also my uh, my middle distance specialist there and my star for the week. And ingratiating the sprinter, I just couldn't find a stay for the weekend. Uh, give us your Stable Stars. Stable Stars for me, mate. I gave um, Kathy O'Hara a wrap last weekend because... She's been out for a long time with injury, but she came out in the first race and put on an absolute peach for Commando Hunt in the highway. And then she had three seconds to go with it on the card. Uh, none of those were favourites, but I just really thought she gave every single horse their chance on the day. So I thought she had a really good return. She's been good during the week as well. Um, Sprint Stable Stars, John Mayer, who I'll talk about later on tonight, but I'm just super pumped up that she's returning because, um, yeah, massive fan of her. Massive fan of the Headwaters. Um, I've gone and purchased a few, two Headwaters actually with Robert and Luke Price as well. So I'm a fan of John Mayer. Uh, middle distance, Frosty Rock. I thought that win on the weekend was incredible. Um, they went very fast and then they turned the corner and the pressure came. But then not sure, the big grey Frosty just had that second kick about him and I was very impressed with that. He's had two wins off a small freshen up. So he's going very well. And my stay was... Crystal Pegasus down at Kembla Grange as well. Um, I watched him race against Wicklow mid-June at Rose Hill and Wicklow was obviously one of the fan favourites at, at that stage, $1.80. Those, those two put a gap on the rest of the field. But I just think the incredible thing about it was 1,800 to 2,000 and he's had a seven-week freshen up before the run on the weekend. So that's what an overseas stay can do. They can come out and just 
seven weeks off. Thanks for coming. Here you go, 2000. Just puts a few links on him, so he's one to follow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. I uh, I won't talk you out of that. And, and there was a, a funny point that you make about um, the Bjorn Baker trained uh, Frosty Rocks. Um, there are some horses that are just that stubborn. They won't let another one pass them, no matter how bloody tired they are. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to own one like that. I'm a massive fan of a leader that loves to give his all. And if they lose, they, they still lose giving their all. But, yeah, you're right. Frosty Rocks didn't want anyone going past him on Saturday. I bet, I bet you the first share that I buy a horse in is this absolute pack animal of a thing that is scared of the line and doesn't want to go anywhere near it. That would um, that would be me for sure, and I'd love it to death. Um, Fish, mate, we'll get into this weekend because, like I said, racing at Royal Randwick, uh, some of the features on the card that we're going to have a look at, punters, there's the Group 3 Show County over 1,200 metres, uh, and there's another Group 3 as well, the Toy Show Quality over 11. Uh, we're going to see some three-year-old fillies over 1,200 metres in the Group 2 Silver Shadow, uh, and the clear feature on the card is the 1,400-metre wait-for-age contest, the Group 1 Wink Stakes, punters. Uh, Ramwick is rated a current, uh, sorry, a good four currently, uh, and the rails in the true uh, fish. What's the weather looking like for sort of Randwick this weekend? Yeah, we've been pretty lucky again, mate. It's going to be. Um, I think the, the track will stay in the good four. There's um, no rain predicted, so been absolutely stoked the last couple of weeks. We haven't had much rain around, and we've um, gotten off all these wet winter tracks and been able to watch the horses get back on the good. And I've, I'm really excited to see um, all these stars returning on a good track and not a not a really heavy damp one. Yeah, absolutely. We are pretty blessed with weather in Sydney, unlike your lockdowns that you're going through there. So if there's anyone in Sydney that's having a listen, a bit of a shout out to them and hopefully they're doing well. Um, looking at the looking at your strategy for the weekend, Fish, what are you thinking is the, the way to go on the day? Who should the punters be looking for? I've actually gone with the flat, just a flat out tempo base card here. I think the, you know, the best horses are going to get their chance all over the place. I think going back to the um, the rail in the true position I had the week off last week. The weather's been awesome. I know they wanted to roll out the red carpet for very elegant. So I'm just basically picking the best horse in the race. I'm not looking for leaders. I'm not looking for back markers. I'm just, I think it's going to be very fair. And um, yeah, I'll play it that way, mate. What about you? Yeah, I'm very much the same. I think of the last, um, I think of any meeting where Randwick's got the rail in a pretty true position and, and every horse gets their chance. And I think there are some really good, really good horses on this this card. Uh, been upset to hear about that. Uh, what you said about Nashville Willow there. That's going to change a selection of mine. I wonder if you might be able to guess it, Fish. But uh, we'll find out shortly. Uh, but yeah, I I think that the best horses are going to win these races. Um, and now that you've said that, I'm excited to find out what they are. Let's get stuck into it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Race to a round. Are you going to roll through the roll through the odds, mate? Yeah, mate. The Gold Coast Turf Club Trophy is a benchmark seventy-eight over the twenty-four hundred meters. Punter's favourite at the moment is Red Santa around the three dollars thirty mark. Second light of betting is Shuffle Up three dollars eighty. Uh, to Willica at seven dollars and Spencer seven fifty. Eight dollars for Mister Bond, uh, and then double figures the rest. Have you got the speed map there, Fish? Yeah, mate, I think uh, we all know Spencer's going to shoot out and lead there and probably follow the fence the whole way. I think Mont- Montabo and Red Santa will also come across from the wide gates and they'll they'll be on the pace as well. Uh, then there'll be that little um, hustle and bustle in behind, but horses like Shuffle Up and Apache Bell, 
and Mr. Bond will just find their spot in behind the speed. And yeah, I think it'll be a pretty um, standard race tempo here for the 2,400 metres. My selection on top is going to be Mr. Bond. Um, it's obviously a massive jumping grade. I know, I know you're a fan of Red Santa, but massive jumping grade for Mr. Bond. But uh, no doubt about his two wins that he's had recently over 2,100 metres. Um, they've been on those tight, tricky tracks like Wyong and Hawkesbury, 59 and 60 kilos. Uh, another thing that I really like is that since Mr. Bond's come to Australia, Jay Ford's the only only jockey to, to ride him in a race, and there's been about five or six races. So what that tells me is I think he's probably one that's gone to Brad Whitton and said, oh, you know, let's give him a crack in town. I think he's probably ready, and he'll have full, full control of the horse. Um, and he's dropping six kilos here, so... I think he'll handle the 2,400. Obviously, big jumping grade, like I said. And my danger is Red Santa. Um, coming back to Sydney from Melbourne, and you can't knock the form out of the two races down there that he's been in as well. Uh, got stuck wide there a little bit at Mooney Valley, but he just looks a nice stayer as well. But I'm going to have Mr. Bond on top at 750. What about you, mate? Mate, uh, I'm going with your danger on top here, and it's um, really interesting what you note there about the tracks that that uh, Mr. Bond had been going around on because you look at the most, uh, sort of the four most recent runs for Red Santa, they've been Mooney Valley, Caulfield and Rose Hill, who uh, or, or tr- the tracks that are, are, are quite tighter compared to some of your big ones. So uh, you're right, Sa- Red Santa, last start at Mooney Valley, he was sort of three wide most of the, the run um, and beaten by a horse that was just ridden upside down to win their punters. So... Uh, when you go and have a look at it, it was beaten by, I think it was like 10 or $12 pop, something like that, by a lip. Don't look into it too much. Um, weak and latent and was entitled to for sure. Uh, this horse has had the three-week break again from its last start, so that looks positive. Maps to go forward in a smaller field than last start. Uh, pretty happy for him to be up in those first couple of pairs. The camp will have him getting out to 2,400 metres, no problem at all. If they didn't think he was ready, he wouldn't be there. Uh, and I think from up there, Red Sand is going to be pretty hard to beat, mate. Yeah, it certainly looks that way, mate. And just the other one for punters to probably keep an eye on. Um, all the money at this stage is going for Shuffle Up, who won a recent race over 2,400. So you've already got that sort of distance tick on, on if you like Shuffle Up. But yeah, we'll skip the midway now and head to race four, eh? Yeah, mate. Race four is the SAJC Trophy, another little benchmark 78 here punters favorite at the moment is love planet $2.65 with Jay Mack and Chris Waller, the trainer. Uh, speaking of Chris Waller, he's got a strong hold in this race because Riyadh it's on the second line at $6.50 uh, pesto on the third for team Hawks at $7 uh, Papa warrior $8.50 as well as Badouche and then double figures the rest. Yeah, mate, this looks like another one of them Chris Waller stakes events in Sydney. <laughs> um, I've got the Chris Waller uh, Quinella on top, but from a speed map perspective, Love Love Planet um, tried to chase Invinciano last start, but he won't have won't have that problem this time. Um, Love Planet will lead, um, follow the rail, and then you'll have Casino Mondial. Cognac will, will, will be over there trying to attempt for the lead. I think PayPal Warrior will be there as well in the hustle and bustle, and then in behind them you'll have have Pesto's first up, Badouche, uh, re-edit. And then I think the likes of uh, Legrizar and maybe Warrior Falls will be the ones coming from the rear. Uh, my on top is Love Planet with J-Mac on top. Like I said, I like his effort last start um, at Ramwick. He had, had one of these little funny sort of skips in the straight and lost a bit of momentum there. But when a horse ran past him, he tried to go again, finished off the race quite well. So uh, I like the market sport there as well. 
added fitness, J-Max sticks, and there's no Invinciano this time to make him go too fast up front. So I'm going to go Love Planet on top at 250, and the danger is going to be Wariri Falls. I just think if they go a bit too quick up front, he's another one that's got added fitness compared to a few here that are first up returning. He had his first start back onto a dry deck in five attempts, recently been on wet tracks, and he improved out of the ground. So going to get another good track on Saturday, two kilos off the Brock Ryan, so that's the danger. Who you landed with? Uh, I've landed with a different horse on top here, Fish. I'm hoping he's a real danger to your on-topper in Love Planet. I think this horse will go up to him and and hopefully head him and get the win. That's Pesto. I've got a lot of time for this horse who was imported by Team Hawks uh, for a bit of a career in Australia. Uh, Pesto trod really well before his debut at Caulfield uh, where he sort of missed the start, was caught sort of three and four wide, and that was from the 1,400 beta shoot punters, which definitely isn't ideal if you haven't seen the sort of track map there. Class took him a long way that day and nearly won the race, which was just audacious in its in its in in his own sort of right. Uh, next start, he got going really late on the, the Kenzo track there. Uh, it was back a fair way there, punters. So I think, Fish, you can probably confirm that that's not the easiest thing to do is come from the back of the track at or the back of the field at, at uh, Kensington and win. Uh, trial leading into this looks really solid. Uh, I really like the 1,600 metres first up for this horse compared to the 14 last prep. Uh, I think we'll really see him hitting his straps in that last 200 metres. Uh, won't know himself at this big Randwick track. Has only seen sort of the Kenzo and has seen Caulfield. Uh, barrier one could be a bit sticky, but it looks like Britain of Dollars in some really good form lately. And I think Pesto can run a really big race at sort of each way odds here. Yeah, certainly I um, agree with you. And Pesto had a very nice trial the other day, which I think you mentioned. So he could be on the money there, mate. Mate, I'm hoping I am because he just moved up along the fence really well. But um, speaking of money, it doesn't really know where to go in this next race, punters. It's race five over 1,200 metres, uh, another little benchmark 78. They don't mind them in Ramwick, apparently. The favourite is uh, more profits at $5. You can have $7 nags to riches, uh, $9 for Geist and uh, James Cummings there. Then it's $10, $11, $12 for Love Tap, Tamerlane and Fast Coney. Yeah, I think there's going to be a bit of pace on here, but it's going to be an interesting one because a lot of the pace seems to be drawn out wide and you never know if they're going to, you know, take take off and, and scratch from the race and pick another option. But I think the obvious leader will be Turnstile from that that barrier, barrier eight, Turnstile will lead. Then the likes of Cosy Oscar and Best Stones, Hellenism out wide will shoot forward. I hope that all of them stay in the race because my selection needs a bit of pace in the race. Um then then there's going to be a massive fight in behind. Tamerlane, Brazen Jam, Bright Rubik. I think more Prods and Nags, the riches will go back as will Smart Image and Cuban Royale will have to make decisions from Barrier 12. I've landed with more profits on top and it's a bit of a funny race for me because I was looking at more profits. I was super confident. I thought this is going to be one of my better bets for the day for sure. I like this. Um, the field that he raced, she raced against last start was, I don't think it um, was, was much harder than this field that we got here. J-Mac jumps aboard um, and he's jumped off Nags to Riches or he rode Nags to Riches at in the on the Kensington, so I think that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I think it was probably a bit of a pretty poor steer boy. Came back on more profits last start, just everywhere he went in the straight, the tempo was on, but he seemed to find a few bums in the straight. Um, but yeah, if we can get these speed horses to stay in the race, then we might be, um, might be a chance with more profits. 
I said Alex Richards was the danger because that run, um, she beat Escape Artist on the Kensington first up over 1,100 metres. Escape Artist was excellent yesterday on the Kensington again. So I think that form is franked. Um, and I think if Lizzie Jels gives this mare a, a bit of a plug on Saturday, then I wouldn't talk you out of um, backing her way. The other question is, I don't know if J-Mac can ride at 53, so um, maybe we don't read too much into him riding more profits, but that's the way I'm going, mate. How did you see it? Mate, I'm seeing it a bit differently, and before I go to my selection, I'm I'm really I'm excited by the fact that you said that the uh, the pace will be on in this race because I think it's going to bring a mare in a blue jacket on here, and that's Geist. Uh, the, when you look at and think about uh, Godolphin and their horses that have been winning first up, they recently had Paul Laley bolted in uh, a few weeks ago. I think that was at Ramwick off the top of my head, uh, obviously ingratiating in the vein stakes. And even if you go to yesterday's card on the, the hillside at Sandown at 20, $20 $26, $27, Elsie won first up there. So uh, I think the Blue Jackets are going really well first up punters and, and, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen with Geist here. Uh, with that speed drawn in the race, Fish, I'm hoping that stays there and, and sets this up for a big swooper. Uh, I thought the trial of Geist looked good coming into this. Bowman stays aboard and and a, a run in, in the Group 3, the, the PJ Bell, was great without winning. Uh, but watching that replay was fresh hell for me after a bit of a, uh, as the dog goes off in the background, sorry, punters. Um, watching that replay of that PJ Bell stakes was Fresh hell having backed Mabusha in the, the get out and being beaten a lip. But uh, guys on top for me. Sounds good, mate. Let's get into the big ones here. I'm getting excited. All big time. Race six punters is over the 1,200 metres. Uh, this is the Silver Shadow Stakes for the three-year-old fillies. Favourite at the moment, and she's been crunched into $2, was around $2.50 this afternoon, is four moves ahead. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to confirm a jockey on top there, punters, because it uh, won't be Nash. Uh, Jamay's on the second line of betting 650. Uh, Triple J Racing, I saw, sent out a bit of an early an early play around the $10 and $3.50. So you've just clipped that price, haven't you, Fish, and taken that away from the punters. Swift Witness is $7. Uh, Mallory, $9 and double figures the rest. I've just noticed that it wouldn't be a, a crunch in the betting for four moves ahead, but she's all class isn't going to run. Yeah, she's all classes coming out of the race, which um, has taken a bit of our money away from all, all, any best place on this race. But anyway, the speed bump is, is going to be an obvious leader here from Barrier 1, glistening, and um, she'll probably get all favours her way, I believe. But four moves ahead and Tilly Arnhem will, will, will cart across and be the pace. Love me tender likes to race on the pace, but from that barrier, you know, I assume she's going to try and get over, so... Every other horse is just going to have to try and take a seat in behind because I think the pace is going to be on again, which is what we want to see. Um, barrier three for my horse, Joe Mayer. He's perfect in my eyes as long as she jumps well enough to probably sit fifth or sixth and, and inside with a bit of cover. And that's the way that I've gone. Um, I'm really keen on her chances first up here. I just really feel as though she's the, the natural speedster out of these horses. I think she's the one that first up at the 1,200. As long as she gets a bit of cover, like I said, and she gets that last... You know, if the gap comes at the 300-metre mark, I think she's the one that's really going to take away and, and show that serious pace she's got. She's a really exciting horse, if you ask me. I know the stable's pretty keen on her chances. Tommy came down to Kembla early last weekend to ride in a jump out. He doesn't want anyone riding John Mayer. It's his horse. 
Um, so, yeah, I know Luke was keen on her for us in the slipper early days as well, but we'll find out on the weekend. But I'm all over Jar Mayer. Um, I'm, I'm pretty keen to lay four moves ahead in this race, which I know a lot of people are going to find crazy, but at the $2, uh, I know John Sargent's talking about um, a few races later on in the preparation, Furious Stakes over 1,200, the T-Rose over 14, and then the Flight Stakes. So I don't think that four moves ahead's coming out really to, you know, she's a good horse, but she has bigger bigger plans ahead. More dangerous, Mallory. Uh, I think she looks the overs because her silver run was a total forgive. The way she travelled and had no luck in the run. The races prior to that probably had her right in the slipper market. Uh, I know she paid a bit of money in the race, but I had her in the race, uh, my numbers. And then the two trials leading into this race, they've been absolutely sensational to the eye. So that, she's going to be the one at the back that's probably going to fly home if they overdo it, which they probably will. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this race, mate. And I'm also excited to hear who you think is going to win. Well, had you asked me 30 minutes ago before we started recording, um, I would have absolutely laughed at you saying that uh, that you were going to lay four moves ahead. Uh, 30 minutes ago, I did not know that Nash had picked up an injury at, uh, at Kembla today, punters. Um, so that has made me change my tune quite a bit. Look, I'll stick with her uh, because, you know what, I could just come out and look like a genius at the end of it. Um, gate eight's going to be a, what will now be sort of gate seven. Punters looks like a real tick for her. She's going to sit in the first couple of pairs there. Um, her trials have looked really good leading into this first up assignment. Um, arguably has a huge class edge over a lot of these horses, especially now that she's all class has been scratched. Uh, I think we've seen that uh, that golden slipper form recently with uh, with the likes of ingratiating uh, winning the Vane Stakes on Saturday. Uh, I think we've seen that slipper form hold up really well, punters, which is uh, a, a bit rare uh, compared to recent years. Um, and the other key uh, sort of fact in this race, Fish, and, and uh, punters, what I'm looking at is four moves ahead has already beaten all these horses. Yeah, you're spot on there. One thing I will add is, um, yeah, Nash got injured today and it's, it's looking likely that he's not going to race and, he definitely went to hospital, so that's another sort of a query. I'm not sure how the coronavirus situation works if he goes to hospital, but it's not official that he's been ruled out, but I'd, I would be very surprised if he was racing on Saturday. So, but yeah, you make a good point, and I think it's another good point we can we can mention is last year around this sort of time, we were sort of talking about how we weren't too excited and happy, or not, not too excited about the three-year-old form, whereas this year, you know, I can't stop talking about Remark and... We're talking about ingratiating and excited about John Mayer and former Z. And this, I think there's a lot to like about this year's three-year-old crop, which is exciting. Yeah, mate, you're exactly right. And um, and definitely wishing Nash all the best uh, with his injury there. And and hopefully he can make it to the track Saturday. And if he does, I'll be wishing all the best to the bookies because I'm going to clip some of this $2 punters. And, <laughs> um, and I'm going to be in the queue. We'll move forward to race seven. It's the Show County Quality over 1,200 metres. A um, couple of handy ones have won this one previously. Fish, Roheron, Deprive, Lura Main, Terra Vista and Rebel Dane. Uh, Favourite at the moment, $5, is Private Eye on the drift. Uh, they've taken a bit of the price for Prime Star, $6.50 into $5.50. $6 for Splintex, $6.50 for Chat, and then it's double figures, the rest, the likes of Rock Embracer and uh, one of your boys, Halal. Yeah, mate, Halal. I'm not too sure if Halal's going to race in Sydney. I've sort of, um, I think that Halal will be down in Melbourne. So 
I've sort of looked at this race with Halal out, and if it changes on Saturday morning, I'll have to um, reassess. But I think Halal will be down in down in Melbourne for sure. Uh, speed in this race is going to come out of Splintex and Embracer. Embracer won't let anyone uh, in front, so you'll see Embracer leading with Fender. Uh, and then you'll have Splintex and Prime Star are the pair in behind. Leilud, I think Private Eye will sort of just jump out and try and follow Embracer over, but land maybe second off the fence, third pair back. That's what I'm hoping anyway. And then you've got the likes of Rock, Biridine, uh, Hightail. Hightail will be very far at the back and chat in there as well, but it's a great race. Um, you mentioned the private eyes on the drift. Hope it keeps on drifting and I'll get to the top of the mountain because <laughs> podcast, podcast listeners from last week would have heard me say that um, his recent trial at Rose Hill was my treasure. It was absolutely superb. 900-meter um, trial in 52 seconds. Last 600, I mean, last 200 of 33.69. Sorry, that's the last 600 there, punters. I hope he didn't do the 200 in that time. Last 633.69 with a complete hold, just cruising. <laughs> I really liked it. I walked away from thinking this is the race. Um, next race, I'm all over it. And here it is, first up, 550. I've dollar aboard, so I'm with Private Eye. Um, the danger's Hightail for me. Um, he was a mile back in the missile stakes, but he produced the fastest last 600 and 200 of the race. Uh, it's all well and good to post sectionals like that. And I know that if you're that far back, it doesn't mean a thing. So... Hopefully they can ride a little more, more forward. Um, the reason that Hugh hasn't stuck is because he can't ride at 53. Andy Adkins gets his opportunity, and I hope that uh, he can he can have a good performance on Hightail, but Private Eye will already be over the line at that stage, so we'll take the win there, and I'm, I'm keen to hear what your thoughts are. Well, mate, my first thoughts are if Private Eye is doing the last 200 metres in 33 seconds, they can't put enough hurdles in front of this thing to go around in a, in a race in Australia. Mate, um... You talk about a hot trial with Private Eye there. Um, if you want to see one, partners, go and watch the first trial of Prime Star leading into this uh, first up contest on Saturday. Uh, is progressively his uh, his trials and his times have improved, but to the eye, that first one was hot and was absolutely cuddled uh, for most of his most most recent one and hit the line really hard. So I think he's trialed really well coming into this one first up on Saturday. Historically, not a good first up horse. Uh, but runs at the track and trip have been highly impressive without winning. I think that uh, the bit of the market support and some of the trial watchers have clipped a bit of an early price, and uh, and I'm okay with that as long as we can get sort of the $2 to place like we are now because um, I think Prime Star is going to really run a, a really good race on Saturday. Yeah, another thing I, I wouldn't uh, mind mentioning is that Nashi's booked to ride chat. Now, obviously, I gave uh, Brock Ryan a massive rap for the way that he rode chat, chat on his first up attempt, and then I wasn't happy that Rachel got the ride second up, but the horse was going very well second up as well. So I hope John Thompson picks up the phone tonight, rings Brocky, says, uh, pack your bags, mate. You've got a spot in uh, race seven, which he doesn't have at the moment. He's got a few rides on the day, but hopefully he's up there on Saturday and um, aboard chat. But anyway, Private Eye's going to win that race, and I can't wait for it. Uh, before we get into the the feature on the day, Fish, are you just going to have fun on the uh, on the exchanges there, just laying any any ride that Rachel King has for the weekend, and just taking the money of those poor people that uh, that back Rachel King in a win? Oh, I've had a little bit of a sour thing against Rachel since that um, effort on last spur run, as everyone knows. But no, I'm definitely not a, jack, a jockey basher around here. I um, yeah, I wasn't happy with that effort, but she's also. Um, had plenty of great rides over her career as well. And, yeah, she, I do think she is a bit out of form at the moment. I'll openly say that. But uh, I've never hopped on a horse. Thank God for the horses because that wouldn't be good. But, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, she uh, she'll be following Private Eye over the line in this race anyway. And hopefully, she goes okay. But if I hopped on a horse, it'd be running those 33 uh, sectionals for the last 200 as well. Don't worry about it. Um, we'll stop waffling here, punters, because we're into the feature. It's a group one weight for age wink stakes over 1,400 metres. Favourite at the moment, and rightly so, is very elegant, $2.90. Uh, my boy's there, Colding, at $5, just constantly baiting me. Uh, Mwanga at $8 and two sixty the place is one of yours, Fish. eight fifty for Think It Over, and then it's double figures, Cascadia and Dreamforce. Hungry Heart, Anything Star of the Seas, but it's a star-studded field. How are we uh, expecting the field to play out in? Yeah, absolute star-studded lineup for sure. There doesn't seem to be that much pace in the race, which will allow Dreamforce to set set the tempo, which suits him. And then you'll have the likes of uh, Mount Popper. Think it over and Colding will probably be the pair behind them, I believe. I think Brandenburg's going to go forward as well from the wide gate. And then it'll be a matter of the jockeys just um, finding their spot, you know, J-Mac, I'm very elegant. He won't care where he is as long as the horse is in in a comfortable position. Um, I think Hungry Heart will be at the rear. Imaging will probably be back there, and so will Moanga. Um, but, yeah, very exciting race. Um, I'm actually landed with Colding on top here. Uh, he returned in the missile stakes, which, which shocked me, to be honest. Uh, he'd just been in that race. But then the ride shocked me even more with J-Mac aboard, where he decided to jump up and follow Faseca and go, you know, next to Faseca where he could have taken a seat. So I think, you know, I just sort of questioned whether that was maybe a let's get out there and have a really fast run 1,200 and try and pinch the wing stakes of everyone else who's first up because they all are, well, majority of the field is. So uh, obviously he died 200 out in that race, but it's probably always going to happen. Um, Timmy Clark goes aboard, which I like, with J-Mac obviously going to very elegant. Uh, he'll give every the horse every chance. I think 1,400 is a tick, second up's a tick, good track's a tick. So I'm going to go with Colding. Um, very elegant the obvious danger because, um, you know, we all know how good she is. If there's a race that you're probably going to layer in or, or work around, it's probably this one. I wouldn't be too keen to do it on any other race, but um, she's also the queen for a reason. She's won from 1,400 to 2,400, so wouldn't shock me at all. Probably a big mounting yard watch, but I'll have some money on Colding, and I think probably the big overs in the race is Imaging, who's literally just a first up horse, and I, I don't mind the booking of Kathy O'Hara there. She's going well, so, but um, yeah, Colding on top for me, mate. What about you? Well, mate, if you're going to lay very elegant, I'd be interested to see how much you're willing to put up on uh, on Fish Bet, because <laughs> she won this race first up last year, punters. If you don't remember. And she beat a lot of these horses in that race. Star of the Seas, Colding, Master of Wine was there, Dreamforce and Imaging. Uh, she's two kilos better off than most of this field. I think uh, on some official maps, she's up in sort of the first couple of pairs as she was in races behind the likes of a Dave. Um, although over further, uh, she's got that ability to go forward punters. And uh, I just think that it's a bit of a rinse and repeat of last season. A um, couple of... Interesting horses to note in, in this one is uh, the Japanese import uh, Kia Natik, I believe it might be pronounced, punters, is I believe the half-brother to Fierce Impact. Um, I would not talk you out of backing Colding for a second. Uh, I've got one of the biggest weak spots of all time for that bloke, and the booking of Tim Clark is a very good one as long as Colding does go forward. The... It did come through, I believe, the stewards' room fish from last start in the missile with Colding that the plan was to go further forward with him. 
So if they were riding further forward to try and to try and pinch one and um, and get one over everyone in the Wink Stakes, uh, then I'm hoping so because I'll definitely have a save on him. Yeah, that's just the way I read into it, mate. I thought you know he was never going to win the Missile Stakes. He obviously wanted to get that little running off a freshener before this race. Um, but in saying that, Chris Waller trains colding and Chris Waller trains very elegant. So who knows what he's thinking, to be honest with you. He probably hopes one of those horses wins and then very elegant wins every race after this as well. So, but anyway, it's an excellent race and I'm super keen for it. Mate, I am too. Uh, if Chris Waller doesn't win that race, I reckon he needs to go and have a good hard look in the mirror. <laughs> a few entrants. And if it's, uh, if it's colding that does win, Jeezy joins a, a pretty good honour roll. Winks won the race three times herself, obviously. Um, Lonro won it back in the day, punters, and like I said, very elegant last year. So he'll be joining in honour roll for sure. Hey, Fish, we're going to move on to race nine here for the punters. Uh, this one's over 1,100 metres. 1,100 metres? 1,100 metres, and it is the toy show quality. Uh, Favourite at the moment is Entrevert. $3.80. Talia is there at $5.50. $6.50 for Written Beauty. Then we're out to double figures the rest, the likes of Fatuse, Great News, Never Talk, Matchmaker, uh, and the rest. Uh, big field fish. The map's going to be huge for this, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely um, a tricky map for me to sort of talk to punters about. But, um, look, there's pace all over the place, really. There's, there's going to be shooting out. It's going to be on for all money. It's just going to be who, who can land the right spot. You'll have a little more in um, Best Stone that'll shoot out and try and lead. Every rose likes leading. Um, forbidden love out wide. I don't know what they do there. Uh, look, the, the, the 1100 at Ramwick isn't too bad for coming from a wide gate. So I don't think it'll be too much of a stress early. But yeah, there's well, basically the speed map is pace everywhere. And you probably want to be on one of the inside barriers one to six, which sort of lands you on Ballistic Love, I've Written Beauty, Talier. Um, and then yeah, the wide draws are sort of void here. So I've landed on Written Beauty with um, Tommy Barry on for the Hawks camp. $6.50. Uh, as I just mentioned, there's speed all over the field here. Barrier 2 is ideal to um, just have a good jump out and miss all the hustle and bustle early using, using your energy. Uh, I think the key with her is the 1,000 to 1,100. I don't like her going out to 1,200. Um, all of her recent starts, she's had excuses. Um, obviously, she got run off run off the park by Eduardo on Nature Strip, but most horses would. Uh, and then the 1,200 metres from a wide draw, she didn't handle but if you watch trials like I do, uh, they've been absolutely sensational recently with Tommy Berry on. So, written beauty for me based on the draw and the danger is going to be Talier just because similar thing, good draw. Um, she's another short course specialist and she races best fresh. She also races best at Ramwick. Um, so, I'm expecting her to be forward. You just mentioned before about Godolphin's being first up and going well. That's another tick I'll take into account. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts here? Mate, uh, big field, big result. It's going to be in this one. I've got a bit of an on-the-spot question for you before I give you my my tip. Um, we were talking about one horse the other day, Ancestry, who I thought had retired or should have bloody retired after some of his runs last prep in Malkovich, uh, one that you know from up the Sydney way of going. The way that those horses go, if they were to jump from inside, say, the first six barriers, would you have them as a pretty, a pretty solid favourite in a race like this? Yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, for sure. I'd have Malkovich on top here for me. Absolutely. Um, I don't think the quality in this race is is that high. Um, but, um, yeah, 
I do think so. And especially, like I said, you want to be on those inside draws. But I'd have Malkovich's favourite in a race like this for sure. Well, the punters come for value, and that's exactly what they're going to get here. Villamai is going to run a massive race in this punters. Wasn't disgraced in a century stakes, beaten by Ancestry and Ghana. Uh, likewise, in a Monash, beaten by a Red Can Man and Malkovich. Um, I think they'd be really short favourites in a race like this, those two, uh, if they had gate four, uh, considering the way that they go forward over that sort of 1,000 to a 1,100 metres. Uh, she'll go forward, forward from gate four. She drops three kilos from her last prep, around the, the three, three and a half kilos, something like that there, punters. Uh, I think she's trialled very well leading into this, beaten only by your boy, Mars Crusader, um, in that pretty hot trial there. I think that was at Rose Hill. Um, she's first up, track and trip, all ticks, uh, $20 the place for this. Um, if I'm in trouble on Saturday, this could be a massive dig out, but um, I reckon Villamise a massive price in this race. Um, I wouldn't talk you out of out of the likes of a, a written beauty there on Saturday, but uh, I reckon this horse is going to have all favours in the run. Yeah, well, where you've gone wrong there is, mate. Um, Sydney form is much better than Melbourne form, so... Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these horses are first up, but um, Philemon will be there, challenging for the first uh, probably ten hundred and fifty meters. But then uh, we'll be crossing the line behind the likes of Written Beauty and Talier, I think. <laughs> if Sydney form is better than Melbourne form, why do you, why do you very elegance leave Sydney to come and win Caulfield Cups and and things like that? That's what I want to know, Fish. Well, that's why Malkovich <laughs> had to go down to Melbourne to get a couple of wins up, mate. That's all it was. <laughs> oh dear. But um, I'm going to go with yeah, Villamai on top, mate. So, yeah, like I said, wouldn't talk you out of a, a rip beauty there. And, and the Blue Jackets are going well first up for $20, the win for, for her looks nuts. We'll get into the last one, punters. It's over 1,400 metres, bit of a benchmark 88 to, to close off the card. Uh, as I battle some technical issues here, sorry, and get the field going. Favourite at the moment is Big Boy Roy at $4.80. Ventura Ocean, $6, as well as a tissue, I believe that's pronounced. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that name. Horse number six is at $9 with Love Tap. Uh, and double figures the rest. How does the map look here, Fish? Yeah, once again, looks like there's plenty of pace. Um, horse you just spoke about, Big Boy Royal Lead. Academy likes to lead as well. Um, so does Taxu, I think, think is the way you pronounce that. Soldier of Love. So there's four out and out leaders here, which is good. That's what we want. Plenty of pace. Um, then in behind them, you'll have your Adventure Ocean. Love Tap, I'm not sure which race is going to return in, but um, Love Tap's there. We'll go forward as well. But, yeah, you'll have Ventura Ocean in behind your arrangement, Poetic Charmer, and the likes of Matuataki, Cisco Bay. Those horses will be hoping that the pace is on, which it will be, and, and they'll be coming from the rear down the outside. Um, I did have a bit of trouble with this race because I'm a massive fan of that Matuataki, but I just – he can't, can't keep winning it, surely – can't keep it up. So <laughs> I've landed on Ventura Ocean, um, $5.50 for Australian Bloodstock. Um, he was excellent first up chasing Frosty Rocks and Big Boy Roy on a day that suited leaders. Frosty certainly franked that form, obviously, um, Saturday at Kemba Grange, really nice win. And I think this horse only improved second up. Slight query at the draw, um, barrier 12. So, and then obviously with the pace on, that's going to be tricky. The other horse I like is out of, um, out of that same race, Big Boy Roy. I really like both them horses. I just think whichever one improves second up is going to be the one that I think wins the race. That race was super fast. 
and big boy Roy Mapsalidi without Frosty Rock. So I think if big boy Roy can um, improve too much on what he did first up, I think he'll be pretty hard to beat. And, uh, yeah, maybe Matter would tuck me out wide late. But um, how did you see it, mate? Uh, very much the same as you for all the reasons you've already outlined. Uh, big boy Roy on top of me. When you said that uh, the Frosty Rocks have been going really well this prep and obviously stringing those couple of wins together, uh, that just made me all the more confident about this horse, big boy Roy. 21% J-Mac and Chris Waller go with that. So for all the runners that they have, I'll take 21% every day of the week. And if Saturday's not the day with big boy Roy, then that's punny. Yeah, exactly right, mate. It's actually a pretty competitive card to finish off. So plenty of um, quality punters looking for a big return, I reckon, which is what we want to see over the uh, up-and-coming spring carnival. So I'm very excited for it. Absolutely, mate. So am I. You speak about, say, uh, a big card of racing. Out of all the the races that are there on Saturday, what's your best? Best bet for me is um, race seven with Private Eye. Um, you said it was on the drift, 550. I hope we get out to 6-7 because uh, it's more money in everyone's pockets. Private Eye win first up there. Um, and then my next best for the day is going to be John Mayer. That's a tough one. Each way, odds were there earlier, which I would have said next best is good at each way odds, but the money's sort of gone now. But I think John Mayer can win that race and the value, Mr. Bond in the opener. What about you? Mate, um, I'm going to make my best very elegant in the, the win stakes. Uh, my next best is going to be four moves ahead in the Silver Shadow. That's probably pending... Uh, the health of Nashon and whether he can ride on Saturday. Uh, I might be following you in with Jamea there as sort of my next, but um, value of the day for sure, Villamai in the toy show, um, 20 bucks the win or thereabouts is, a, is an incredible price. Have you got anything out wide for the punters, Fish? No, I got nothing out wide this weekend, mate. I've had a bit of, with all these good races coming back up, I've um, focused solely on Ramwick at this stage, but... Um, Plenty of time tomorrow to find some out wide horses as well for followers, but hopefully, me and you can tip a few winners in on the um, Brilliance Racing uh, pages on the weekend. Yeah, you're exactly right, mate. Um, as you know, punters will have uh, full news and previews via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter there for Brilliance Racing. And if you uh, go and have a look at Brilliance, make sure you go and have a look at Triple J Racing as well for all those pages mentioned before. Uh, Fish, it's been an absolute pleasure to have a yarn with you about some Group 1 racing at Royal Randwick. And uh, we'll be having a bit of a gum flap next about Memsey Stakes Day at Caulfield, mate. Uh, big day of racing down there at Caulfield, it'll be. Back in my neck yeah. of the woods. Yeah, back to your neck of the woods next week, mate. But um, let's just enjoy this weekend first. All the good horses are back. And, um, yeah, there's plenty to look forward to in the coming weeks. So I hope everyone has a good weekend and we, uh, we find plenty of winners. Yeah, absolutely. Bet up and fill up to everyone that had a listen. Make sure you get around the socials. And uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Jack.